Hi, James. James is back. Hello, I'm back. I'm back fresh from the fresh from the plane, really. Um, yeah, you just arrived from Chicago, Chicago, Illinois, uh, United States, South Earth, Western mm. Hemisphere. <laughs> it was an Earth journey. It was an Earth journey. It was a. <laughs> I said it, one of my friends was like, "Enjoy your domestic flight." I was like, "That's nice." Oh, domestic flight. Rather than like an international flight. But it's funny to specify that. Yeah. It? Well, she was actually taking an international flight, so I was like, okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was a good time. Um, so, why were you, why were you there? Um, well, I have, there's two reasons. One of the reasons is my family is there, my dad's um, side of the family, a lot of them are still there. Mm-hmm. And the other reason is because Chris's childhood like friend got married. And so I was, like, desperate to go to a wedding. I was very excited about it. But, um, because I hadn't been to a wedding since I was four. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a very personal wedding. Like, Mm -hmm. they had actually already gotten married. And so they just did kind of, um, I was expecting, like, a reenactment, a full-on reenactment. Mm -hmm. And they had, it was, I mean, it was cute. But they had, you know, friends talk about them. And then they did little Amazon reviews of their first ten months as a married couple. Amazon reviews? Yeah, they're, like... Like, in honor of our love for Amazon reviews, we're going to review each other. Oh, they said Amazon. Yeah. They said Amazon in Whoa. the wedding, yeah. Um, but <laughs> Amazon was at the wedding. <laughs> Amazon was in attendance, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, it, was, it was cute. I had this moment, though, where I was like, oh, weddings are good if you know the people. And if not, mm. then you're just sort of watching, like, people talk about people you don't know. Or if it's a... Wait, so where was it visually? Was it in a backyard? It was sort of like in the backyard of a... This place called The Firehouse, which Mm. was literally an old firehouse, but it was sort of like a little backyard area, and then they opened it up to go inside after the Mm. ceremony. So it was sort of... It did feel like a a person's backyard. Mm. Um, Did it feel romantic? Did you feel treated? I didn't. Mm. I See, that's what I think it is. And I think, really, it's like either you know the people and you love them and you're invested, or Mm. there's the ceremony and, like, Mm -hmm. the performance. The extravagance. Um, And it was cute, like, very cute, but it wasn't... Also, like, I didn't... (laughs) I wasn't given, like, an invitation or anything, so I was, like, way overdressed. There was literally Mm -hmm. someone with, like, a messenger bag sung across their chest the whole time. That really takes it home. Yeah. (laughs) The the underdressedness. Yeah. So, um... (laughs) Nothing like a messenger bag to, uh, humble the crowd. Truly. Truly. And so I was, like, I was wearing, like, a a silk, like, thing my grandmother, my great-grandmother would be, you know, like, I was doing it. Doing it big. came for a wedding. I came came for for a wedding, wedding. yeah. Um, How did Chris dress? Was he... He was in a suit and tie. It was very cute. It was the first time I had seen him in a suit and tie. Okay, that's very cute. Yeah. You guys had that moment. Yeah. Um... And then it was like there was even the first dance I was really expecting a whole thing, but it was sort of like, okay, like they're dancing, you know. It wasn't yeah. just it just there wasn't a huge there. I guess they're sort of like an understated like cute awkward couple where everyone mm-hmm. knows they're like cute and awkward together. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a waste of time. <laughs> That's it. I got to meet a lot of Chris's old friends, and some people were really really like it was really nice to meet them, but. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I just, it's funny, it's literally like expectations versus reality. Absolutely. I was like, yeah. we're ready to twirl and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, it was just a lot of chilling. Mm-hmm. A lot of chilling. It's funny because I feel like our culture has like grounded the wedding. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I understand that. And I think there's a lot of value and truth to that. But then mm-hmm. it's like, we miss out on the, the champagne and the ritual and the yeah. extravagance and the heart players. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's know? sort of like if you're going to do it. 
then maybe do a big, like, be clear with us <laughs> about what to expect because a wedding is a big, is, is a big, uh, it's a big, uh, word. Yeah. I mean, word. I was out there like, you know, before I left, I was thinking like, what am I going to wear? Like, what is it going to look like? What, who's, who's going to be there? Like it just, yeah. And there was no need for me to use that mental space. I um, even saw the wedding invitation yeah. in your house, which yeah. to me was like, I thought that was exciting. I was like, man, I want to go yeah. to the wedding when I saw that. Yeah. <sighs> Interesting. Yeah. So I think it was very true to who they were, but the problem was I just didn't know them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I feel like I'm trying to replace that situation and have you be there. And I would be like, that's so cute that Gabby had, like, a little Amazon review, you know? <laughs> no, totally. No, I think you're completely right. It's like, you either know them and no matter and love them, and no matter mm-hmm. what they do is cute and relevant, or you don't know them at all, and it's so extravagant. And you're, and like, like, some bitch and yeah. some silk in the back. Like, yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I've only been to one wedding, and that was in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Where, that guy, I remember my first boyfriend. I, yeah, I remember him well. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was his uncle. I was in ninth grade, you guys, and it was like one of my first boyfriends, and he took me as his date to his uncle's wedding, mm-hmm. and they went so hard. Yeah, and it was like it wasn't about them anymore. Yeah, you know, it was like everyone got to have it a wedding. It was a transcendent <laughs> yeah. experience. Yeah, like him and I it was like it was our wedding. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that's how big it was. Yeah, I did cry, but only because they mm. they recited one of my favorite E.E. E. Cummings um, mm. poems, which is that I carry with me. I don't know if you know that. Should we recite it now? Yeah, Let's it's see. so beautiful. And as soon as they announced it, I was like, okay, well, this is where I will cry. E.E. Cummings, oh, I carry your heart with me. Yeah. <laughs> Should we recite it at the same time? That would be crazy. Yeah, that would be crazy. And then we transcend. Okay, ready? <laughs> one, two, three. I carry your heart with me. I carry it in my heart. I am never without it. Anywhere I go, you go, my dear, and whatever is done by only me is your doing, my darling. I fear no fate, for you are my fate, my sweet. I want no world, for beautiful you are my world, my true. And it's you, whatever a moon has always meant, and whatever a sun will always sing is you. Here is the deepest secret nobody knows. Here is the root of the root, and the bud of the bud, and the sky of the sky of a tree called life, which grows higher than the soul can hope or mind can hide. And this is the wonder that's keeping the stars apart. I carry your heart. I carry it in my heart. Woo! It's beautiful. It's one of the most it beautiful, beautiful poems. It is beautiful, yeah. Yeah. That's good. So you got the cry. Yeah. If you're going to say how much of a percentage it was as a wedding. <laughs> how much percentage wedding it was. Yeah, like, was it, like, 30% wedding? Because you cried. You I got cried. to dress up. I got to dress up, but then I felt, like, dumb. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it was one of those things. It wasn't like I was like, I'm shining. It was kind of like, oh, no, yeah, <laughs> a little yeah. bit. But, yeah. but I also looked good, so mm-hmm. there was that. And um, I didn't – I would say <clears> – <throat> I would say it was like a 70% wedding. Oh, that's a lot. That's good. Yeah. Maybe I'm being generous. 65. You're a generous person. <laughs> You're so generous that we need to knock off a little bit to equalize it. <laughs> oh, there was also no cake. That's, I think that was a that's big thing. That's a big one. And for mm-hmm. me, I'm very cake oriented. Just what general. Did they have food at all? They had brownies and shortbread cookies that her mom made. Oh, which very... Mm. Which was, I mean, it was cute, but I was like... Um, it's very post-church. It's very... Uh, it was just very much like... High school play. It was just hammering it in that they got married last year. Yeah. It was, really what it, was. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, here's some sweets. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, um, but and you saw your family? I saw my family. Um, I saw 
it was probably the best um, experience of seeing my extended family that I've ever had. And mm-hmm. that I feel like this is this sort of inspired like what we're going to talk about today because I was sort of thinking about like why is that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I so I, I went in a little bit earlier than Chris and stayed with my um, uncle and aunt and my really young cousin and we made bracelets like nobody's business um and yeah we had um a nice dinner I, I feel like I want to tell a story but it's kind of an awkward segue like I don't know how to segue into okay it. well James has this amazing story <laughs> that I love and it involves a shout out to a very fun cool person yeah so thank you so we were at dinner in Oak Park Illinois and um we were ordering and the server was this really cute girl who I kept sort of making eye contact with and I thought that she lived in LA I thought she was from LA because she sort of looked like she knew me or was trying to place me and I was like I could see you being from LA like that sort of Mm. makes sense and um but I also have face blindness people Mm -hmm. everyone James I want to say James has genuine face blindness in the sense that she used to always say, I don't remember faces, I don't remember faces. And I was like, James, nobody remembers faces. You don't have to say it. And she was like, no, I have that weird brain. Thing. Yeah, like I can't picture my parents' faces. Wild, right? Truly. They look like a Picasso version of a yeah. parental face. Um, <laughs> but for the longest time, I thought you were being quirky. Sure. And then we finally got to the point where it was like, oh, no, you have that condition. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> James oh. has a diagnosis. <laughs> I realized it when it was like, Brad Pitt can't, like, recognize faces. And I was like, am I Brad Pitt? Like, <laughs> we're in the same vibration. <laughs> Um, so that. I was sort of looking at her being like, well, even if I knew her, it would be really hard to place her because of the face blindness. Wait, what about thing. your own face? <laughs> like, do you think if you don't oh, look in a wow. mirror for two weeks? Oh my God, that's an experiment. That, like, if you're ever in a time in your life where you... I just... can't picture my own face right now. Wow. It just looks like, it almost looks like the ghostly imprint of a face is when I try to imagine faces that I love. Everyone try to imagine your face right now because it's, I don't have face it's blindness, but it's still weird. I can almost remember photographs better. Like, I can remember the specific photograph of my parents. Yeah, photographs is a good point. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The memory outs. Okay. Anyways, so you're in the... So we're in the dinner. dinner. Yeah. And so I was like, maybe this girl knows me, and that would be cool, but I unfortunately cannot place her. Um, And so we ordered, and then she came back around... And she was like, hey, sorry, like, excuse me, are you James? Mm. And she basically recognized my voice from wow. the podcast. Love that. And um, it was crazy because also so during I... the ordering process, I sort of had like a, a freak out and I was like, can I change my order? Like, how spicy is this mm. thing? And because I have, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Hiccups. I, I get hiccups. So. <laughs> I have, I have blindness. blindness. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not that funny, but it's funny because we said it together. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I do feel like I have food blindness sometimes. Um, like today at the airport, I ordered a chai latte and I was so tired. I forgot to say like no real milk and I just had to throw it away because <laughs> oh I had to get God. on the plane. It was so sad. That's definitely happened. That was me. definitely a food blindness moment. Can't drink the poison. Um, and so she just was a nice, such a nice girl and said she loved the podcast and it was just a nice <laughs> experience because we were literally in Oak Park with my extended family who I didn't grow up with them like mm-hmm. I'm distant from them in a lot of ways um mm-hmm. physically most but like uh <laughs> imagine if you were from Oak Park <laughs> <laughs> like your dating profile was like <laughs> was like I'm in Los Angeles and I was like where are you from Oak Park <laughs> it does feel like a fake city it's a funny yeah yeah um 
And yeah, so she was just great. And she then brought us like a glass of wine at the end of the night, like a like a like rosé for everyone at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a cool thing because my because she recognized you. She recognized, she recognized me. you. She recognized my specifically nasal voice from the podcast, um, and, but it was in front of my whole, like a, like a chunk of my family, and my uncle, who is this doctor, and he's unflappable, like he's really hard to, he doesn't show any emotion, he was like, that was really crazy, and then my other cousin was like, yeah, a lot of my friends follow Sai Swoon, and I was like, you mean Gabby or Brawl? <laughs> you mean my friend Gabby? You mean Gabby? Um, and so it was just this trippy thing where it was like, you know, because I often don't think about I'm trying to think of the way to say this I don't think about the audience necessarily I just think about like what we're doing mm-hmm. because it's sort of like what we're doing is what we're doing because we'd be doing it anyway I think oh, it's always surprising when people know it yeah. yeah so shout out to Maddie thank you so much for that wonderful experience yeah that's so cute you made James look very secure in front of her extended family yeah that's kind of the best thing you can do yeah and then my uncle like told the rest of my family at this like larger barbecue and I was like please don't tell the story and he was like I can't believe you haven't told the story yeah it's probably spreading like wildfire yeah. in the chats I know and That's then I amazing. got a text message from my aunt being like can I have the name of the podcast and I was like I'm sorry I can't hear you I'm on the plane mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't... you're like I don't know if you're ready I don't know who is ready for this but yeah That's so awesome was... I love that story yeah it was good I got to see my grandmother and Chris met my whole family I mean a lot I'm not saying my whole family but like a lot of my Midwest family mm-hmm. got to meet, which is special. I think being recognized in front of family and a date mm-hmm. is the best thing that could happen. Yeah. Like the, just someone being like, oh my God, then like they, you know. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's a bit of a, it's empowering. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute though. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, oh, but so everyone, Gabby uh, pet sit for me. I did pet sit. I pet sit Joey. Joey. And that was really Senior. wonderful. And I have this little, this is a surprise oh, <laughs> a gift, gift for you. Yeah. You guys, James also paid me. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little much. No, I'm Well, it's something that you no, have I to have. It. Something I have to have. You guys, it's heavy. I'm going to do like a little, if you can hear it, there's tissue that is not papery. It's actually more cloth-like. Yeah. It's in between. And it's a glass. Oh my god. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> and it's 2000. Yeah. That's fucking tea, yeah. dude. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. If you know my aesthetics, you know that I love Wizard Mickey, also known as Fantasia Mickey, <laughs> um, which is just the Mickey that has a wizard hat. Wizard hat. <laughs> so excited. I like, has a wizard hat. <laughs> he has a wizard hat and a wand. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> He's my hero. He's my hero and I have a cup. <laughs> Anyways, she got me this beautiful glass that is like literally like, it's... It's like etched glass. It's etched glass. Yeah. That is Walt Disney 2000. Mm-hmm. It has like Olympic energy, but it's just like a beautiful glass, like a collectible Disney glass. Yeah. And I adore it. Yay. I really love it. Thank I'm you so, so much. Glad. Yeah. It's also like, it's just great. Awesome. James knows me. <laughs> I was at so the store sick. for like... Literally, I know it was an hour and a half because I was listening to another podcast and it was like an hour and a half of the podcast wandering around and I saw that. I had something else in mind, but it was just too small and then mm-hmm. I found this and I was like, okay. Really, really beautiful. Yeah. So good. Also year 2000, just out of all the years. You know, I know. It's people thought solid. the world was going to be reset that year. It yeah. was, people thought the internet was going to crash. Yeah. And here we are. Disney. When do you think we'll go back to Disney? 
Oh my god, I can't even fathom that right now. Oh my god, I took James to Disneyland for her first time. Yeah, she did. Well, yeah. my second time, but my first time with full consciousness. Yeah, she was a baby the first time. Yeah, and this was her. Yeah, her first conscious. That was great. Yeah, I think you've actually <sighs> been there with me every adult time. Like, because yeah, we've now we gone. Three, have we gone three, three times? times? <laughs> yeah, I think we went. Yeah, we went with my cousin. We took my cousin to Which Disneyland. Which was incredible. That was the best. Yeah. yeah, we had my like Brazilian cousin, and she was just like. It was just great. Yeah. She's just so down for everything. Yeah. It was awesome. And we got great photos. It was a slow day. That's why it was empty. Yeah. Um, You guys, this is a really fun tip. If you're ever going to a amusement park, if you go to isitpacked.com, it'll give you a whole calendar of the days that it's least packed and most. And we actually used that and Mm -hmm. it worked. We Mm -hmm. had a day where lines that would normally be two hours were like 25 minutes all day. It was so good. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really fun. I rode a roller coaster for the first time. Mm-hmm. It was really... Which one was that? The Space Mountain? It was... Oh, well, Space Mountain I don't really count as roller coaster. Yeah, but I did the California Adventure one. Oh, it goes upside down. That's what it was. My oh, first upside, upside down, down roller yeah, coaster. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a super, yeah. super fun one. Yeah, totally. Yeah. For those who don't like roller coasters but want to branch out, I would recommend doing that. Totally. Also, Space Mountain is great because you feel disembodied, mm-hmm. and the problem with roller coasters is you're like too aware of your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like you're at a great height. Yeah, you don't know where you are. Yeah, you're just in a and then all of a sudden project. you get like the stomach feeling, and then mm-hmm. you get the photo and the photo. Yeah, and they're congratulating you. That's what I like. <laughs> My favorite thing that I hope yeah. never goes away <laughs> in theme parks is the beginning where they're like, "Are you ready? We're going on a mission." Okay. Yeah, like, congratulations, you were so brave. Yeah, <laughs> you did it, rock star. The simulation. Yeah, oh, I love. I can't wait to go back. Is it open? Yeah, no, it is open. It is open. Um, Courtney and Travis, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Scott have been going a lot. Friend of the pod. Every week. Friend of the pod. She invited me, but I told her I'm like not totally ready. Yeah, I told her that like for me, I just didn't feel like waiting in the heat. Yeah, in in a mask and everything. Yeah. It's good that they're requiring that, but it must be hard. I can't imagine. Imagine having a toddler and be like, bro, keep your mask on. I don't know if they have to do that. When I got on the plane today, there was this like family of clearly like young parents and they had two kids and mm. the stewardess was like the, the parents weren't wearing their masks which is like big duh at the airport mm. and then so she was like put on your masks and she's like and the kids too and the dad just goes are you serious like and like as if he was her his mom and she's like are you serious yeah oh i'm God. serious and then the girl was like i don't know like kind of like i don't know if we have masks for them but like sort of whispering really oh loudly to him and she was like just step aside we'll find you masks but it was like you guys are how did you get here I know it's like not that we're not like that fresh out of the pandemic like truly like also how many people saw you in the airport and like the mm-hmm. TSA didn't say anything you have to like make the stewardess and hold up the line it was such a dumb moment yeah it sounds kind of sounds fake <laughs> like, it sounds like they were being really fake <laughs> um so should we talk about family is there anything Chicago related yeah anything else yeah well so yeah so basically I guess I think what would be kind of interesting to give people background is like you and I have similar family dynamics in that we are far away from our extended family, yes. but for different reasons. And yes, I think yes, that yes. we have experienced that in similar but different ways. So, And our parents both left those families. Correct. Like, they chose to be literally one of the only people to leave. Mm-hmm. And our parents are still together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, my dad um, left his college a year early and drove out to California with his then girlfriend at like age 21 and um, the way he tells it is he was going to go build a log cabin and then <laughs> the log cabin like didn't pan out and then he just stayed because he ran out of gas money or something and I'm like alright well you've been here for however many years now so yeah. probably like 
40 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but his entire family was uh, in Chicago and has sort of moved around the country, but they all come back together every single holiday. They're very involved. I have tons of cousins, and I, growing up, we didn't really have the means to travel, and so I went back and saw them, I don't know, like three three times. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I remember it was kind of like alienated, like they were all together, always like familying, and you were like, hey. <laughs> yeah, and so going back was always LA. kind of like an awkward thing of like, am I going to have to reintroduce myself again, and what's the vibe, and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I stayed in Chicago for a summer when I was 15, when my mother like got amnesia and kicked me out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like, and that was a transformative summer, and I was very grateful for how they, they embraced me. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, other than that, like, I, I just don't go back that much. And so I went back sort of, like, as an independent being with, like, with Chris and having Chris as such a wonderful experience because we can, like, tag team and, like, um, it's, like, I mean, that's, de- I guess, the definition of, like, having a partner. Totally. <laughs> you know, like, he's the definition of, like, a partner. Totally. Um, and so it was really, it was the best experience that I've ever had seeing my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just because I got recognized at dinner in Oak Park, but, <laughs> but it was just, like, I was sort of assessing why that was. And I feel like something that I'm finally realizing is just it all, like, <laughs> it's, this sounds cliche, but, like, it all starts from within where, like, mm-hmm. I'm in a much better place I'm more confident mm-hmm. in everything that I'm doing and so all of these experiences are more relaxed on my end mm-hmm. but they have actually actually <laughs> actually off park <laughs> that's the Chicago accent no um, they have always been that way like they've mm-hmm. always been welcoming they've always wanted me to be there they've always mm-hmm. been excited for me they've always like sometimes they've worried about me but they've always mm-hmm. wanted to support me and so I had this moment where I was like they haven't changed like Mm -hmm. they're the same and it is for the first time I'm like so down and like chill and it's not scary and my parents weren't there either so I was able to just be my own person yeah that's very important um but yeah it was really interesting and I know that you went to Brazil recently like pre-pandemic but November 2019 yeah yeah well my story with my parents my dad left Brazil he was the only person and all his brothers and sisters and his whole family to ever leave not only Brazil but that city mm-hmm. my family's from Goiânia which is an inland city that you would want to leave <laughs> I think uh, it's not like Rio de Janeiro like it's like very it's a small town my my dad's friend used to say it was the Kentucky of Brazil which is a joke but it's a very has very it's beautiful like nature farming right it's like the quality of life there is like there is a really dense city that reminds me a lot of like downtown LA and mm-hmm. that's where my grandpa and my um, aunt live and then it's like almost like in rings it's like there's certain areas that are very like want to be Beverly Hillsy mm-hmm. and then there's like the nature which is like the most beautiful like farms and they call them fazendas and so kind of the, the goal over there is um very traditional you live with your parents until you get married mm-hmm. even if you're super successful. My most beautiful, awesome cousin was a judge, like a Supreme Court judge or something, making bank and still living in her teenage room until she got married. Wild. And then you have kids and then you retire on a farm, you know? And a farm doesn't mean like animals necessarily. I think it used to mean like animals and chickens and everything. Mm -hmm. But now it's more like just a beautiful place, like off the grid kind of with like a pool and like you know, a community. But anyway, so he left because he didn't want that lifestyle. I don't think he was getting along with his dad too much. He went. He came for the Olympics to LA, which I think was 1980. Oh wow! So they came my, they uh, sort of around the same time. Oh yeah, 80, yeah. 85. I'm my dad sure. was here a little before then, but yeah. 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 
So my dad came for the Olympics to support Brazil and just like visit LA. I think he had a friend there in LA. And then he just stayed, you know, on some illegal shit. And <laughs> he always kind of boasts his story of having like $500 and then like being a busboy that didn't speak English, working his way up to manager and speaking English and being in charge. So that's his story. And then you met my mom, who was from Austria, but came to LA by way of her mother when she was 16. And they met when she was 18 and he was 27, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Anyway, so, yeah, so my whole extended family is over there in Brazil. I've seen them three Wait, different times. Wait, she was times. 16 and he was 27? No, she was 18. Oh, okay. And he was 27. Yeah. yeah, it was, like, her one of her first I jobs was, like, was hold working up. <laughs> under him, yeah. Um, Wait, yeah, because yeah, my parents met in a restaurant, too. I always forget that we have that similarity. Mm. My dad was also the manager, and my mom was, like, the new hire. Oh, my God. And she, they, she like, fell in love with him on, on site. We were born of the same energy. That's why we're friends. Literally. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. We were born with the same, like, <laughs> yeah, same vibes. Um, but, yeah, extended family in Brazil. And it's just, like, my experience with them is, like, they are so far away, and there's the language barrier, which... Mm. When I'm there, I can communicate really well because I have, like, my hands and my energy and, like, they can finish sentences for me and I can put it together. But, like, from far away, there's just, like, so little communication other than just being like, oh, my God, your baby's so cute and, like, missed you and, like, what's up, you know. Right. And sometimes someone will come visit here. Um, but, yeah, going over there, I will say, is always, like, I fully lean into it mm-hmm. and I feel very connected to them on, like, an energetic level because I look more like my dad's side like when I'm Brazil in Brazil I'm like oh my future is like I'm part of Brazil <laughs> like it makes sense mm-hmm. so I end up like leaning into the whole thing and feeling really connected um but it is I have the same thing as you in the sense where like you're like the LA person mm-hmm. you know yeah and in Brazil too there's very much this mysticism about the U.S. and Los Angeles yeah so I'm kind of they don't understand that part yeah and so I heavily rely on like the present moment stuff Mm -hmm. with them so it's like I leave that stuff out like I'm not like you know but they'll look at my Instagram and be like you're in LA like doing this and like they don't understand what I'm doing and like when I moved to Hawaii they were like are you living in Mexico (laughs) like my cousin asked me that because actually that's so funny because sometimes I'll tag photos with like a just like a funny tag that's like could be anywhere in the world right yeah we both do that and it was one time I was in Mexico my cousin was like are you in Mexico right now that's so funny um but yeah no same thing extended families far away and just that feeling that I find so interesting, and I think you have this too, where just the, like, <clears throat> like the obligation to be a family, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's not an obligation because there's an energy there that's, like, unexplainable, mm-hmm. you know? It's like mm-hmm. if you had a friend that you knew since childhood and they were in another state, it's mm-hmm. like the feeling is so different. Like, that relationship could fall away. Yeah. But, like, with family, I'm always impressed about how far they go and also how far I'm willing to go to connect with them when I do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm getting that from your story, too, of, like, oh, I finally felt like I was able to fully connect while also being aware that they were always down to. And, like, yeah. that was never... And yeah. I think that's so beautiful, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it really is. I think um, I think it's something that... it I, Like, I was, like, crying about it. <laughs> um, because it just felt like such a... Like, a a softness that like maybe I had sort of turned away for so long. Absolutely. Um, and I think partially I, I didn't speak about my mom's side of the family, but my mom's side of the family is a lot more, um, uh, turbulent Mm -hmm. and they actually, my mom was raised in LA, but all of her family sort of scattered and like there, it's very fractious. Some people don't talk to one another, like Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. It's like classic. Um, and 
you know, my grandmother was here for so long, but I didn't really see her. Same with my great grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sort of just was like, that is what family is. Extended mm-hmm. family across the board is sort of like that. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, because my dad did leave because he didn't feel understood fully or didn't feel like he could fulfill his dreams. Mm-hmm. And so and he was a creative guy. He's a creative super guy. Super creative yeah. guy. Um, and so, but it's like, my dad's family is not my mom's family, but mm-hmm. I had sort of just been like, I don't have extended family. Like I don't have that connection. And that's just how it is for probably the same reason on both Mm -hmm. sides not because I thought my dad's family was toxic by any means but I was just like there's just no connection and it's Mm -hmm. like that's actually not true Mm -hmm. and like um you know something as simple as like my uncle like walking me out to the uber and making sure I got on the uber Mm -hmm. I was like I'm literally just gonna cry you know what I mean like the fact that you give a fuck about me (laughs) what's like love it's like a unconditional love and I know not everyone experiences that and it's obviously some kind of almost easier to experience it in the small moments that we experience family Mm -hmm. like my mom always says she's like honestly we're lucky we're not in brazil because it's like what family closeness turns into is like gossip and like not being able to express yourself at the greatest extent yeah but those like little moments of like just someone loving you for no other reason other than like they're your kin Mm -hmm. is i think one of the most primal real forms of love yeah Absolutely. That if you're lucky enough to tap into that or in a family that recognizes that, I mean, it's so powerful. I mean, yeah. even just thinking about it now, I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah, family. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Start shaking and saying Hail Marys. I have to pee. Can we pause it? Yeah. Um, and with that being said, <laughs> I do feel like, well, you and I have our parents in LA, right? Right. Like our parents fled their parents, but yeah. we're very much around our parents and both of us see them really frequently and they can't yeah. go like two weeks without seeing us basically yeah um but I do feel like and I feel like we both have this experience is like the way to enjoy your family especially the ones in your city or like your parents is like with boundaries and discovering like in which mediums you can be with your parents yeah um for me, it's, like, there's certain things that make my parents not fun, which mm-hmm. is, like, they're not good at being outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but they just are way more stressed when they're in the car, when they're outside, even in relaxing settings, even at the beach, they just can't relax. Mm-hmm. And I used to be, like, okay, you know, we just, we don't get along, and, like, normal families can go on trips together, and I was, like, maybe I just can't go on trips with my family because it drives yeah. me crazy. They fight at the airport. My dad has terrible road rage in the car, makes me sick, and I was, like, once I told myself, you know what, they're amazing at home when we have dinner and, like, watch movies together when we're at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I figured that out, which happened in, like, maybe when I was 23 or so, I remember we didn't have a good relationship from, like, teens to, like, 21-ish. I was, like, as long as I never get in the damn car yeah. <laughs> with my dad, as long as I don't think we can go on a vacation or travel somewhere together and have it be fun for me, um... I'll be fine. And now I have a great relationship with them. Yeah. I also, I think boundaries and what you talk about, you know, I feel like with my dad, it's like spiritual stuff is always a go, Mm -hmm. keeping it simple. Um, But just knowing like where you're going to be triggered and just not even going there. Yeah. Just being like, I can just have A, B, and C and I don't have to have this complete relationship that I think is the definition of like a good relationship. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What about you with that? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think um, growing up was like very, I call, I have finally figured out the best way to describe it as like being in a three-person cult. Or <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like I saw that shit from the outside. Yeah, maybe. and it was, that's an accurate description, right? Like It's a great description. Yeah. 
Um, and so the name of your memoir. Oh my god, T. <laughs> Growing up in a three-person cold. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so, like, it was also, like, sort of the vibe of, like, leaving a cult, too. But they're also my parents, and I can't actually leave them. And they're Mm -hmm. dependent on me in many ways. Um, And especially, like, a couple years ago, heavily dependent on me. So I I had a – it was sort of like I really had to untangle how I was a people pleaser and how I was pleasing them and how that Mm -hmm. sort of ties into, like, every other aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. And – you know, when Gabby and I lived in Venice together, that was truly two miles away from my parents. A, mm. You know, 15-minute drive, 20 with traffic. Um, and that wasn't healthy because I could go over and be there a lot. And they expected you to. Yeah, yeah. You had I, no excuse. <laughs> no excuse whatsoever. Um, and I think I sort of just reached a breaking point And, like, there was a... But there wasn't, like, a huge moment, but it was just, like, an emotional breaking point. And us moving to Mid-City mm-hmm. was a real, like, okay, like, I'm physically moving my body and we'll see what happens. And it sort of, like, I don't really know how much thought I put into that at the time, but it was a big shift. And Because my mom doesn't drive. <laughs> Similarly, my parents are terrible in the car. Absolutely terrible in the car. Terrible. Uh, my dad's okay, but when my parents are both in the car together, it's, like, so strange. And so... Um, my mom doesn't drive to me. She feels like mid, even mid-city is extremely far away. Mm-hmm. So there was sort of like this excuse not to see them all the time. I mean, my parents too, they don't like to drive. Yeah. I think our parents are just like agoraphobic. They're, I mean, definitely. And like homebodies. Yeah. Like to, yeah. So, um, and so, yeah. But it was interesting like what physical distance did um, and just created more mental space for me to like just do things mm-hmm. and not like always think of them as a factor in that thing. And um now I live in Silver Lake, which is, like, an additional, like, it's even farther than before. And mm-hmm. although I miss the beach, I do feel, I feel like my parents, like, own this part of the city. And it's, oh, like, yeah. you know, and we, Chris and I discussed moving back to Venice after the pandemic. And I sort of was, like, for many reasons we didn't do it. But one of them was I still need my space. I'm still not at the point mm-hmm. where I can live really close to them and not have that boundary. So um, it's been an interesting experience of, like, creating a boundary and not making it hurtful and also Mm -hmm. being like I'm keeping a lot of things private not because I'm ashamed of any aspect of my life really but because Mm -hmm. I need things to be able to like grow on their own without before sharing them and before if ever feeling comfortable sharing them Mm -hmm. like I don't really share this podcast with my parents because we talk about things like this and Mm -hmm. I I feel like if we (laughs) if if they were listening it would be a different thing Totally. And um, the parent-child relationship, it just can't... Like, I think I used to make the mistake that, like, all good relationships are full of honesty and completely being yourself at all times. And it's, like, that should be true, I think, for friendships, like, in real time, because you need that energy in your life. But with parents, it's, like, they're always going to be entitled to you, as they should, in a way. Yeah. I think that's just natural. Um, there's always going to be a power dynamic. There's always going to be a self-righteousness above you. You know, there's mm-hmm. always going to be those factors that don't go away. And, like trying to work against them and pretending like your parents can be like at the level of good friends or partners like impossible yeah and I think it took me a long time to create that idea of like okay they don't need to know everything about me for us to have a good relationship Mm -hmm. and like that doesn't make me a bad person like getting annoyed with my parents doesn't make me a bad person Mm -hmm. because it is so hard like that parent child dynamic is literally like you are looking at a mirror of yourself and you're, but in a way you're not and like mm-hmm. your parents are a mirror but they're not an accurate representation 
you get to choose how much of a mirror they actually are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a whole thing. <laughs> you know, like I, yeah. um, and I'm grateful in many ways for the mirror that they've provided because it's it's been a guide for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So much. I mean, and I I credit both my parents uh, deeply for like a lot of my cre- my creative. Um, the way that I look at things creatively mm-hmm. and the way that like I approach things and what I do with my time. But it's an interesting thing where I do feel like I am sort of like a vessel in some aspects for like their energy of creativity. However, like I can't, if I, if I spend too much time with them, then I'm like become this distorted vessel, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, but I, I do feel so much like the, my family's, um, energy runs through me and like in what I do creatively mm-hmm. yeah I think that's the most I think the point of family at this point now that we don't need like I mean originally like family units were for like resources and like yes. upkeeping a household yeah I think that's why they're so confusing now is they're kind of like conscious like psychological relationships yes. like they're not which also can be a resource and if I think about things going in a more spiritual direction it's like what if we're evolving to be more spiritual, you know, mm-hmm. and less tangible in the sense that, at least in our society that we are living in right now, yeah, the LA world, um, like they are our key to certain, like you said, a mirror and a very potent one mm-hmm. of how to be, what to explore, what to examine about your ancestry and your DNA and your triggers and your psychology. Maybe that's kind of the current iteration yeah. of like yeah and if you stick in that while also adding in the part of like how can I enjoy these people as much as possible while I do this psychological stuff away from them mm-hmm. in a safe you know organized place yeah I think that's the key really yeah 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 the ancestral energy yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean even with my great-grandmother who if you follow my newsletter on July 4th it was her birthday and so I like put the um, moments for now I made it as like a dedication to her because it fell on July 4th and can I tell everyone who she is to give us an image yeah, of her yeah, power yeah <laughs> um, she's she was the old lady in the Titanic that mm-hmm. threw the necklace into the water but she mm-hmm. was also a huge actress right in like the 50s yeah in the 20s and 30s 20s and 30s oh my gosh yeah. 20s and 30s but uh, we all know her face yeah, yeah she's a meme now She's a meme. Um, she's very a creative meme. woman. Very unique old lady. Very unique. Very creative. Never, literally, literally, like, her final mm-hmm. stage was she had cancer for, like, the last time. And her, her doctor said, okay, how long do you want to live? And she said, I want to finish my last book because she was mm-hmm. creating an art book. And she finished the book and she died a month later. Wow. And, like, that was her, that's, like, the essence of her force mm-hmm. is, like, she was so incredibly dri- driven went to the studio every single day. She died when she was 100 years old. 100. Um, <laughs> wow. And, but she was not a people person. Like, there's just no not way to say person. it. Like, she, I unfortunately spent a lot of time estranged from her because my mom didn't feel comfortable leaving me with her. And because I was, I was younger. Was edgy. I, I was younger, yeah. And she gave me a lot of insecurities when I was younger. And so it was sort of this complicated thing where I was like, I know this woman is a powerful person, but I can't interface with her in like this physical realm and Mm -hmm. I had like one final interaction with her in which she said (laughs) she said isn't it nice to be slim now um um, which you know I I was thrilled to hear at the time (laughs) (laughs) it's just like anything I'll take anything um but um but yeah I think now I 
I think about her and the older that I get and the more time I spend meditating on her um, spirit, I feel really connected to the purest form of who she was. And, and you guys look similar. We do look similar. Um, and I, you know, if I get to look like her when I'm older, I'll be lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, I really recognize like who she was on a, on a, on an energetic level. Yeah, energetic level, T, T, T. Um, and after, so it's T. interesting after the moments for now, because a lot of times I sort of like, when I talk about her in passing, I notice that I would disparage her and then it would feel kind of bad where I would talk about like mm. the hard parts and then I'd be like, but she was an incredible artist. And I like, I would say it like quickly because mm. I would feel really bad about presenting her that way, even though it was the truth, like it was the truth yeah. of this like earthly, uh, earthly realm. And so when I made that um, moments for now, I like felt really good about doing that and it felt like the right thing it felt very natural and then I got in my car and um so one of the things that she did was she made these like these uh paper kites out of butterflies she made them in the shape of butterflies she made these things called butterfly books where it was like it was the shape of a butterfly and we got to see it we got to see see it when it was in progress when we were like 12 yeah I was like a teen yeah um and so that was Mm -hmm. one of her like final forms and she was very into you know, butterflies. And so she, I got in the car after putting this um, Moments for Now together. And as soon as I got in the car, a butterfly hit the windshield. Oh my God. And then like flew up it <laughs> in a way that has literally never happened before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it was the first thing as I was pulling out from the sidewalk. It was, it was not random in any way. Mm-hmm. And it just was like, you know, she is here and she's happy to be honored and happy to, to like, be carried on in, in this way mm-hmm. and you know because I do feel like when you leave the earthly realm like I don't think that you carry a lot of the, the heaviness with you but mm-hmm. I do feel like your energy still has a, a bit of like personality to it especially if you bring things to the world yeah you know what I'm saying yeah I think that's something I would love to explore in the future with you is like this concept of like being a creative person and literally like bringing ideas into the public forum Mm -hmm. it's like you live on even if you're not credited it's Mm -hmm. like you live on in just the symbols that you created or Mm -hmm. the symbol connotations that you made and she's 100% one of those people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even Um, more so now with the meme like literally it's like trippy to me that this woman who died when she was 100 is a meme that people use Mm -hmm. to describe like aging and like it's crazy um so yeah you definitely have a big connection to her and I also see that in you know it's I wonder I want to start looking at this more but I feel like you look like her more than you look like your parents like you look Mm -hmm. like that grandmother in the face Mm -hmm. like in that kind of like old Hollywood look Mm -hmm. um and I look most like my dad's mother Mm -hmm. um and I wonder if that's sort of like is that a DNA thing like it skips over well, it probably has to do with, like, dominant and recessive genes. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like DNA, if I think of what DNA is in, like, you know, an energetic versus matter, like, language, it's, like, DNA is the physical embodiment in the sense that, like, it can be observed by, like, current, like, physical sciences. Where yeah. Where can look and be like, you have DNA and this is what happens. Yeah. It's, you know, the matter equivalent to, like, an energy that we can't, you know, define yet. Yeah. But that's what that is. You yeah. know what I mean? And I almost feel like sometimes your DNA is a really good signifier of, like, whose energy you can be most connected to. Yeah. In a strange way. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it's, like, you have the physical features of her and da-da-da, and it's, like, even though she was, like, kind of this, like, you know, a little bit, like, rude in the end and Mm -hmm. was, like, one of those old ladies that said whatever they wanted, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, you still had this connection to her that I would observe all the time in you that was, like, this, like, great respect. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it's, like, 
and it is in you, physically in you, proven by science, right? But mm -hmm. the energy is felt in a bigger way, and that's just totally. So it's that is really interesting you say that because, um, like, my mom has such a different look than I do. Like, she has mm -hmm. very like Mediterranean skin, is like has like a, a boyish hips and like very bony, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, like um, looks like you know has like the the. Jewish nose and like you know but <laughs> yeah, your mom is very Jewish she's looking. very Jewish yeah. looking yeah um and I'm like and but but her grandmother was Gloria my but my mom didn't take any of that mm -hmm. like my mom looks nothing like Gloria they look complete opposites complete opposites yeah. um and and like it's also funny too because then my grandmother um, my mom's mom doesn't look like anybody. Like, I don't understand where my mom's mom fits in. I feel like she almost looks adopted. Yeah. And I'm like, it's trippy because she's always sort of felt she's like random, yeah. she has had this energy of like, just here to serve, like mm -hmm. just here to be around, like, and kind of in many ways, just sort of like this detached figure. And it's mm -hmm. sort of like, that's trippy to me. Um, but yeah, I don't, because I don't feel connected to my mom's side of the family that mm -hmm. much at all. Um, however, I do feel connected to, to Gloria, who's like the, the matriarch of everyone. Absolutely. And the most influential. I mean, if you think about influence from an energy perspective, it's like mm -hmm. she was the, she was a big energy. Yeah. She was a star, literally a star. Yeah. And then also a star. And held that for decades. Totally. Like yeah. beyond the like, you know, definition of like a Hollywood star, even then like she had that, but mm -hmm. then she also like remained in collaboration with the world in a way that I think your grandmother and your mother were in a different way, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But, like, she really pertained to that. I just think ancestry, like, ancestor energy is some of, like, the biggest clues that we can get. And yeah. this is something <laughs> that, like, into our existence, and I think this is something that we don't... I didn't really access until recently. Mm -hmm. um, because I knew I was raised in a family that was like this, you know, like, that had ancestral practice, whether... I mean, both sides of my family. Like, my Brazilian family, clearly, you know, that's, like, mm -hmm. a very, like... You know, the, the grandma is, like, the, the matriarch, right, and is, like, so yeah. respected. You know, we honor her every birthday, everything. Like, there's just so much family respect and, like, ancestral awareness and, like, importance of in, in family. And then my mother's side, in a different way, is, like, she's Austrian, and her mother came from a Hungarian family. But there's also a big attachment in a different way. Like, I think the Brazilian way is more of this, like, spiritual kind of earthy way, which is almost reminds me of, like... Yeah, just, like, this kind of womb energy of, like, she yeah. made the babies and the babies are, da -da, you, yeah. know, you know, they, like, love that shit. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then my mom's side is, like, the tombstone that says the mm. name and, like, the we went there and they showed us a scroll from, like, the original, like, household of, like, my Hungarian great-great-grandpa, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And it's more about, like, names and titles. Yeah, interesting. And Which also feels very, like, Eastern European. It's very Eastern European and that's the yeah. thing is, like the styles in which the ancestral importance is presented is different, mm -hmm. but it's the same energy. Yeah. And I see this sometimes on TikTok too, where people are like, only black and brown people have ancestors. I've literally seen people say that. Mm. And I'm like, yes, those cultures are way more adamant as they should be about honoring their ancestors, mm -hmm. but they do it differently with different symbols and different rituals than Eastern Europe, which, you know, might have like, you know, paintings <laughs> of, you know, like the whole lineage and like right, right, documents right. every single, you know, person <laughs> you know and like has a scroll with the family name it's like yeah it's a more material one yes but what we can all agree on is we all care we carry this dna and this energy and it's important to all of us and it should be important to all mm -hmm. of us it's something that should be maintained whether you're white black or brown like you know what mm -hmm. i mean it's like mm -hmm. it's relevant mm -hmm. 
nowadays, you know, what ancestry, the only time people think about their ancestry is when they're writing down their medical conditions. <laughs> yeah, or doing like 23andMe or yeah. whatever. What do you yeah. think of 23andMe? Have you done it? Would I haven't do? done it. My, would you? My, I would. My, I, it's actually funny. My grandmother, Sylvia, the one that's like sort of out there, I like feels disconnected. She was like, oh, like I'll buy you 23andMe for your birthday because I said that I was, I was talking to her and I was like, well, it's, I think it's the Russian Jewish. And she was like, you are not Russian Jewish. And I was like, well, that's what I was raised being told. Like, then yeah. what was, you know, Grandpa Sheikman? Where where did he come from? And she was like, she was like, oh, I'll buy you 23 me for your birthday. And she, then she forgot. Oh, so That would have been sick. I know. She gave me, like, a little, like, owl medallion. Mm. And it came with this long fucking description that I had to read to her about, like, how owls are wisdom. And, the, and it had oh. so many big words. And I was like, are you proving something? She was literally like, oh call God. me on the phone and read me the scroll. Like, it was, like, trippy as fuck. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't do it. I, the last stage of the sacrifice. Truly, I need, I do need to. Um, I do think I want to do it because because everyone's so confused about apparently about the uh, the lineage, um, both from from my dad's side and my mom's side. It's interesting. Mm. My dad, his um, his dad is fully Irish, mm. um, and he never went back to Ireland. He he was mm. born in in um, upstate New York, I think, but. He never like went back to see his his parents' land. Mm. He had no interest in Ireland, <laughs> and to this day, like my dad is the only one that knows what county he's from, um, and it's like county. Cork Cork County or something. And um, Cork County, Oak Park. Yeah, it's all it's all <laughs> up there. But like, it's just trippy because I'm like, why? Are, what's going on, people? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So I think it would be nice to get, and even my grandmother being like, "You're not Russian Jewish." It's like I was very much raised with. Mm-hmm. that being a thing and so I don't know why we're switching it up now like yeah um so I do think it would be beneficial to sort of get some get some ideas but and I wonder if it's accurate my sister did it yeah and she the only thing I remember was like 40% Mediterranean mm-hmm. um then everything else was like a jumble of like random ass stuff yeah um I think it's interesting. I don't know if it's really going to give that many answers, but... And also, like, Mediterranean is pretty broad. I mean, what yeah. I'm really interested more than just, like, the percentage of, like, ethnicity, which is also very flawed in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that really tell you? Because, That's what I'm saying, is it's like, yeah. yeah. Like, like, what does it mean, oh, I'm 40% Mediterranean? Like, what does that mean? I think it's more significant to learn about, like, the actual the history people. and the emotions. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, they fled this city. They changed, like... Like, I have... I recently learned that my grandpa, last name Abraul... That meant that's Abraham translated to Portuguese, mm-hmm. and the whole thing is that they had to change their last name to Portuguese, but they weren't Portuguese. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what does that tell me? It's like I have these like bold ass great grandparents yeah. that moved around and probably fled some kind of crisis. Yeah, that is actually more telling than forty percent Mediterranean. Like, to- I mean, totally, <laughs> yeah. totally, totally, totally. I'm actually um, my grandmother is coming into town. And we're gonna go visit the grave of like one of my, I think my great 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 grandmother, mm. who's buried in South LA. And my grandmother, Whoa. my grandmother was born and raised in, um, in in Santa, no, in Santa Monica. My grandmother, mm. um, and she didn't know that her great 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 grandmother was buried in. Wow. And it doesn't make any sense. She's like, I have no idea how she could have gotten here, mm. because she's like the mother of someone who, again, we thought immigrated. Mm-hmm. So. None of it makes any sense, mm-hmm. and so we're. I'm probably just gonna go visit this grave. And we have LA roots. Yeah. Wow. I also wonder what made everyone end up here. Yeah. Well, my. It's all. Well, for me, on my oh, mom's, mom's side, it's all like here. entertainment. Like my family is very deep old Hollywood, um, and 
yeah, so that that's that. That at least I know that. Um, but yeah, I don't really get it. No one's, and it's just tra- it's just strange to me how no mm-hmm. one has that. But I really do feel like it's just because from parent to parent in the course of my family there has been tension and and things have been broken and it hasn't been addressed of like we come from this and do you believe that's stored for sure yeah for sure I mean especially on my mom's side every single one of her siblings including herself has had like insane medical issues at Mm. young ages um like truly like organ failure type things like Mm. that doesn't make sense and I do think that's sort of like a um manifestation of something like that where you know, but then, but then it's funny because someone like Gloria is just like had persevered, <laughs> really persevered beyond. But yeah. it, I think she also because she had her art that was like bigger than she could release anything that else. Yeah, before it condensed into matter. Yeah, release is so important. You know what I was thinking is the word express, mm-hmm. right? Because it means oh my god, okay, wait, this is hitting. But okay, so <laughs> like the word express, I was thinking about it the other day because I was talking about it so much and I just kept saying the word over and over again and I was like, obviously the word express, it means, you know, on a human level, like whatever, expressing yourself, expressing mm-hmm. emotions, making something, saying something. Then there's the other word, which is like express, like when you squeeze something and something comes out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, and then you saying this about your grandma, like persevering because she was so creative, she constantly produced, she constantly performed. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe expression is what I don't want to say it doesn't <laughs> it like helps us release energy that we just our body doesn't even have the concept to hold do you know uh, what I'm absolutely. saying absolutely and like that word is such a clue mm-hmm. like your expressive grandmother persevered you know what I mean mm-hmm. she wasn't holding things inside there was like pieces of her everywhere totally no I think that's very true mm-hmm. I think that um when someone is at their m- most healthy, they're often at their most creative. Mm-hmm. And because um, maybe our souls are too much for us to hold, <laughs> or our spirit, or whatever we're feeling. It's like sometimes I think energy is a lot. Well, yeah, no. What I think it is is that the the physical being isn't able to comprehend the eternal, mm-hmm. and we don't have the language for it. We sh- I don't think we sh- I don't think we should have language. Um, period. Peri- no, period. End of pod. <laughs> We're just going to stop talking for the rest of our lives. <laughs> I mean, I could see myself doing that later in life. Being like, Chris, I love you so much. I'm just going to look at you and I want yeah. something. <laughs> That'd be actually real retirement. Yeah. Imagine, oh my God, imagine a retirement that's not based in like tangible objects. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm finally free from working. But like yeah. a retirement that like retires the body. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. As much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, totally. That's the goal. Um, Bert. Yeah, I just, and I think that's what it is, is like when you cannot f- fully, there, because I don't think we can ever fully express, we can't comprehend our own universe, so how mm-hmm. can we comprehend beyond that, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, that's what I always think about. So, and we will never know the beginning of our, the truth of our beginning as like humans. Mm-hmm. No, or our end, bro. Yeah. Which there isn't. Um definitely so it's like yeah of course that is going to be a lot to bear and I do think that's why um creative forms of living being Mm -hmm. are so important because it it opens up like little tiny portals for um for the eternal to like flow freely yes you know and develop the oneness that it so needs Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. because I'm thinking of your grandma now like crazy yeah. she's with us <laughs> um, it's just like this concept of like creating things outside of you provides an energetic vessel like you said a portal into like more of a oneness 
but it's like more profound in the sense that like let's say writing a book right and getting a bunch of people to to see it and like agree on that one thing mm-hmm. and be in that vibration for a second yeah. is probably as close as we can get right now in our current society to a oneness yes. that would benefit us so much otherwise yeah. right yeah. yeah religion got close until it started alienating people right yeah. everyone's just trying to, to to achieve oneness yeah you know yeah oh man yeah Jesus. totally yeah Jesus Christ, about <laughs> Oh my God, I'm hyped. Anything else? <laughs> Are we done? It's long. I mean, we did an hour, basically. Yeah. Um, um, what do you think of the future? I feel good. Yeah, I feel good too. <laughs>